Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Cece. And this is Claire. And happy, happy Sunday to everyone listening in to our page 6 of Season 3, Episode 3 of Sundition on October 3rd, 2021. Grab a snack or sip some tea as we dive into our culture chat on... The link between media and environmentalism. And just as a small disclaimer in the beginning, media is not confined to social media. It also includes outlets like the news and also news sites so there's a lot to talk about i wanted to talk about a lot today and i have three big topics and the first one is media's history with environmentalism the second one is news and politics and the third is social media so we can get started with media's history with environmentalism so this is kind of outrageous did you know that big petrol companies used to broadcast to impacted, impoverished neighborhoods that pollution was good for them? (laughs) They used to convince people that what they were breathing in was good for their health. It's like, it reminds me of, like, the cigarettes, too, remember? Right. Yeah. That smoking cigarettes was totally okay. And healthy for you. Exactly. People were like, oh my god, it cures cancer. But it contributes to lung cancer and disease. Anyway, this was also through environmental awareness programs and news too, like activist programs too. So then the big petrol companies would get these activists to tell impoverished communities and impacted communities that, hey, what these petrol companies are doing to your environment is actually good for you. So a little bit of background on this, the neighborhoods with the petrol factories are almost always impoverished ones, and since governments don't exactly care about these neighborhoods, no one quite does anything to regulate those petrol companies. And these companies are basically allowed to poison these communities' water, cause their food deserts, and pollute the air, and this in turn causes many, many diseases, including cancer, amongst the locals. Um... I remember watching a video for English about some place called Cancer Valley, and that's basically one of the impacted communities, right? And I remember they interviewed these people, and they all said, yeah, pretty much all my neighbors know someone or have, or like they themselves have cancer, or, you know, they've known someone that's died from cancer in that same community. And it's quite infuriating to see that nobody really gives a crap (laughs) about this. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, not, it's like, I mean, obviously, (laughs) I don't know what to say. Like, I feel like it's, again, disheartening because back then there was just no way to research, right? So, Mm -hmm. like, people would easily believe these activists so-called activists obviously um pretty sure they're paid off too so yeah so like also one thing like people are like oh there's so much fake news nowadays yeah there are but there is a lot of fake news but at the same time we have power to filter through it now Mm -hmm. right because that's fake news saying that um the pollution is good for you 
Right. That's legitimately fake. Right. That's literally so wrong. But now we have the internet, and we can do a quick Google search. Is pollution actually good for me? And then a bunch of sites will pop up telling you absolutely not. In the past, the big petrol companies basically got environmentalist and activist programs to advocate for the benefits, and I say that in quotes, that petrol companies gave the people. And they basically said toxic waste people were inhaling was actually good for them, and that petrol companies provided an abundance of jobs for the people in these impoverished and impacted communities. So that's why mostly people couldn't do anything about it. In addition, because of food deserts and things like that in those communities, they're always wondering when their next meal is going to be. Same with, you know, the fact that they're impoverished as well. So if they're constantly having to wonder where their next meal is coming from, they probably won't spend much of their effort trying to take down these big companies. They're just worried about getting food on the table or maintaining their jobs and things like that. They're just, there's bigger priorities for them than you know, kicking out these petrol companies. And to be fair, that does take a lot of effort too. Bringing them into lawsuits and things like that, it's quite expensive and quite time consuming. So the next topic I want to talk about is news and politics because somehow environmentalism and climate change has become a political issue, which means people think that climate change is a liberal issue, not a conservative one. There was a TED talk that I watched for English again, and there is this lady who's been speaking at schools and teaching and talking about climate change, right? And then a student raised his hand like three minutes into the lecture and was like, so you're a Democrat, aren't you? And I was like, oh my god, just because you believe in climate change does not mean you're a Democrat. It has nothing to do with politics. I think climate change is, obviously has been turned political, but I'm like obviously caring for the earth and whatnot and appreciating what the earth has to give us is I truly believe, like, across almost all political views, right? Because I know many, many conservative people who are very pro-nature, right? Pro-conservation and whatnot. And I think, like, there was this... There's, like, even Texas, like, this super famous Texas... Republican Texas... uh, Texas city run by a Republican who's... And that city is almost completely renewable energy, right? Because... Renewable energy helps, one, is better than coal for the environment. And, you know, even from, like, this, like, if we're speaking on stereotypes, right? Stereotyping Mm -hmm. that all climate change activists are liberals, right? Then we should say, like, like, it could go both ways, right? Because Republicans are seen as, or conservatives are seen as more, like, country-esque people, who should also care about the land they live on. Absolutely. In general. I think climate change, it, it's like, it's genuinely like this issue is genuinely the media's fault. Like, solely. Because I don't think there's anyone on earth who doesn't, like, most people genuinely believe that we should take care of the earth. Mm-hmm. And that is always the basis of what, it, yes, it's also the matter of what you do to take care of the earth and, like, mm-hmm. how, how much steps you, like, what you're willing to go far to, but I do think, like, the media does, especially mainstream news, just paint different sides as 
pro versus against mm -hmm. the earth. Yeah, that's a really good point you make. It's, I guess, yeah, one could say that's a bad thing to overgeneralize, and that's a little bit of what I'm doing right now, saying that liberals are more likely to believe in climate change, while conservatives not so much. When in reality, we should probably address that both sides have been making efforts to combat climate change. It's just that, like you said, Cece, the mainstream news kind of paints it in a way where they're pitting people against each other and they're pitting political views against each other. So I think that's one of the biggest roles that news has to provide. And with these news publications bashing each other on both sides, they obviously have people watching their programs, reading their publications, etc. And like we've said before, these types of, you know, affirmation about your side, about your own opinions, just makes them stronger. Like we said in a previous episode, I believe it was the page six of season three, episode one. So if you haven't listened yet, you can go check it out. A little bit of shameless plug here, but you know. <laughs> But yeah, um, obviously liberals are more likely to consume left-wing media, while conservatives are more likely to consume right-wing media, and as people, we inhabit those views that they're spewing out to us, and we kind of keep that within us as well, and because of that, our already existing opinions about climate change and environmentalism get stronger, and there's even more disagreement between these parties and within ourselves. So now environmentalism is a huge political issue that people can't quite agree on even though it's affecting virtually everyone. <laughs> of course in disproportionate amounts like how climate change has been affecting people in impoverished communities more than people in more affluent communities just because of where the communities are stationed and where they're located. That's a whole another issue that I think other people can talk about if you want to go check out like climate change podcasts. I'm pretty sure there's a whole bunch out there that can talk about these things. So, so yeah, that is the news role on environmentalism and climate change. And the third point that I have is you know, social media, which is the new and budding outlet that the recent generations have come to use. So social media is a new outlet and most people are on some sort of platform, whether that be Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, I guess WeChat, if you consider that a social media outlet, because they do have content for you to look at, right? But once again, there's a lot of misinformation out there, which I will get into soon. So on social media, people use platforms to educate with infographics, accounts dedicated to environmentalism, and things similar to that. And these platforms and these people using these platforms tell people about the emissions that are in the air, inform us about what big corporations are doing to harm the environment, and they also suggest changes in people's daily lives to reduce their carbon footprint. And to be honest, I'd say that it is a good outlet for people to learn new things, just because we're always on social media, and I'd say most of these accounts mean well, and they don't purposefully 
hand you misinformation. But like I mentioned, there is misinformation out there, whether that be purposeful or, you know, just purely by accident. For example, Facebook and WeChat are extremely infamous about misinformation. And there's certain people like Sir Donald Trump that also spread misinformation online and bitch about it afterwards saying that people are accusing him of fake news. Mm-hmm. <sighs> anyway. A mouthful, this- Claire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, this like kind of brings us back to the point this is like a small tangent like you know do your own research make sure what you're reading on social media is legitimate and of course with newer generations coming in that obviously means change and recently there have been lots of calls to action trying to hold companies and corporations accountable and a very good example is of impoverished communities taking on big petrol companies and putting them to court Social media's role is to advocate and publicize this. And honestly, I think this is where social media is better than the news. Because the news, they have their own agenda that is controlled by corporations. Once again, another issue for another time. But because of that agenda, they probably won't be talking about things like this. Whereas on social media, it's pretty much a free outlet for people to voice what they want as long as it's not anything inappropriate or something that can be obviously reported to the authorities or something like that. So because of social media, people can join together and help these communities, whether that be with the lawsuit, food desert, pollution, etc. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I haven't even seen a mainstream news media say, oh, check out this organization. Like, don't forget to like sign this petition or like there's tons of resources here. It's kind of here's what we're saying. Right, it's like breaking news and stuff like that. Which is nothing wrong, you know, like, technically as a, com- as a, like, a news organization, right? Especially the ones, the mainstream ones and the most famous ones. They do have vetted people, right, who are legitimate journalists and reporters. But at the same time, it's also good to he- see where the sources come from. Mm-hmm. With social media, it's easier to catch up on updates, right? Because... If it's a small update, you can just share a post about it, while news segments, news isn't going to spend, like, a whole, like, they have to spend at least, I think, 20 minutes on a segment, and they're just not going to do that for an update, so with social media, even though that sort of fast-paced environment is detrimental as a point, it can also be helpful. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting to see all these niche accounts and posts that you can find online on social media. Because if you have an interest, you can literally find hundreds of accounts, if not thousands, about those hobbies or interests you might have. Compared to the news, where they have a set agenda, and maybe they talk about like breaking news, they talk about politics, but maybe that's about it. So as like a small wrap-up, As you can tell from this page 6 today, media has always played a huge role in environmentalism and we can say that we're glad that it seems to have progressed from detrimental to somewhat helpful, but of course there's always going to be like a few bad apples out there spreading the wrong information, advocating against climate change, saying climate change isn't real when it really is, 
and hopefully we can see even more progress later on and quite soon as well just because you know we don't have enough time as we can see media is obviously changing the average citizen and hopefully it is encouraging us to act on our own and change our own lifestyles but I think the goal of media's advocation for environmentalism is to get governments to change their policies and their legislation. At least that's one of the biggest goals of this whole movement. And while we are seeming to get more progressive, for example, Biden administration passing things like the Build Back Better plan, there are still some changes we can make, especially in terms of legislation. Because like some of the recent bills being passed contain programs that help with alleviating climate change, for example, protecting ecosystems, building and changing infrastructure, replacing our nation's school buses with newer electric ones and things like that, changing our electric grid, etc, etc. But, however, there are some bills like the American Climate Contract that refuse to put regulations on corporations and absolutely do not acknowledge that corporations are one of the biggest culprits when it comes to climate change. They're even working with corporations. They're not imposing any regulations, any taxes, etc. on these corporations to try and limit their emissions and things like that. So honestly, I think a lot of people found that very disheartening when they saw the American climate contract come through. So... But yeah, there's a lot of improvement that still needs to be done. And while we're still, while we've had improvement, there is a lot more room to, I guess, improve even more. But so yeah, that's my TED Talk for today. Well, we encourage you as always to read more on subjects about climate change and stay up to date and do what you can. We will continue to put out resources for you to sign petitions or email your representative if you're in the United States. If not, we can figure that out too. <laughs> Before we leave you today, we have our fun thing to do on Sunday to start your week off right. Obviously, I think in keeping in line with what we what our page six is, sign a petition for a cause that you truly believe in right Mm -hmm. or you can contact your governor your senator etc you can honestly find a bunch of resources online my english class actually made us talk to our governor gavin newsom and yeah he had us send a message through a website to say hey can you please pass or can you please deny whatever bill that we chose to talk about so yeah, if my English class can do it, I'm pretty sure you guys can. There's a lot of things out there you can find. So, Thank you guys so much for listening. And have a great Sunday.